Welcome to the Slay the Giant podcast. In this podcast, you will learn, you will grow, you will laugh. This podcast will transform and change your life. Get ready to slay your giants and conquer your fears. Slay the Giant podcast is here for you. So listen up and learn. Let's go. Today, our topic is all about engaging millennials in the church post-pandemic. I know this is a topic that we all have been talking about and thinking about. And as a leader of young adults, it's something that I am deeply concerned about and something that I am uh, thinking about constantly and praying on and then even connecting with millennials about how to minister to them. This is such an important conversation because we know we need millennials in our churches to sustain our churches. We know that, you know, this is the generation who will be the ones to be our future leaders or our current leaders. Um, And that's something we're going to talk a little bit more about. But I think there's value in learning and connecting to millennials. Um, I have been serving millennials for about eight years, and I've seen some of the different challenges that um, you deal with when working with millennials and some of the highlights. And so we're going to talk a little bit about some of those things, but I think it's important for every church, every leader to really take working with millennials, ministering to millennials seriously, because this kind of work uh, kind of takes someone to really focus on. Um, and I remember, you know, some time ago, maybe around 2015, um, you know, 2016, that there was like this surge of Um, churches, um, hiring pastors um, and hiring leaders to work with millennials because they saw the value in working with millennials. I kind of have seen a decline in it, maybe because of the pandemic um, of these types of ministries um, functioning in our nation, but um, the, it's still important to minister to this age. And it's a challenging, tough group. And I will talk about some of those challenges because you know, one of the major challenges is that this generation of millennial leaders um, have options. They have choices. They can go to wherever, you know, church they want to. They can go to church online. Um, Some millennials have chosen to do house church. um, And they're really, what I have noticed is that millennials are really into serving Jesus. And whatever that looks like for them, that's what they're going to do. Um, In years past, we know that, you know, um, growing up in a church, you may be connected to a ministry simply because your mother went there or your grandmother went there or your grandfather was a senior pastor of that local church. Or, you know, you may have um, connected to a church because you were invited by a friend. But nowadays, this group of millennials are not so connected to the local church simply because grandmama, big mama said this is our church. They have opinions about the church they want to be a part of. They are very knowledgeable about the kind of church they want to be a part of. And they have, you know, they want to make sure that their needs are being met, their their children's needs are being met. There's so many different parts of why millennials would attend a church and why they would not decide to, to attend a church. But before we get into some of the meat of what we're going to talk about today, I want to give some definitions. So millennials or Gen Ys 
millennials were born between 1981 and 1994-ish through 96. They are currently between the ages of 25 and 40. Um, and according to this study, there are 72 million millennials out there in the U.S. Um, then you have your Gen Zs, and this is the newest generation born between 1997 and 2012. They are currently between the ages of 6 and 24, and they are nearly 68 million in the U.S. And then you have your Gen A's, which is your Generation Alpha, starts with children born in 2012 and will continue um, at least um, throughout uh, 2025, okay? So these are some stats. So we know that millennials are born between the ages of 25 and 40, or they're, they're currently 20, between the ages of 25 and 40. And it's important to also recognize that millennials um, are the generation of social media, of access to information at their fingertips, are the generation who will ask questions. Uh, we have been taught to be independent thinkers, critical thinkers. And yes, I fall into the category of a millennial. Um, and so we have questions, we have things we have to say, we have things we want to be opinionated about. And you can see that through blogs, you can see that th through online um, ways that we communicate, whether it's Twitter, um, you know, TikTok, creating videos, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, all of these outlets. And then back in the day, it was MySpace. Boy, am I dating myself <laughs> or Vine. Whew. I am definitely dating myself. But all of these were ways that millennials have stayed connected. And it's important to acknowledge that these ways of connecting are online. They're not in person. They're not a physical connection. And oftentimes, you know, it's through text. Uh, have you communicated with the millennial lately? If you have, or maybe you're a parent of a millennial, you recognize that communication is so different than what it was before. In years past, you picked up the phone, you called somebody. Nowadays, it's like if what you have to say can be a text, text me. <laughs> That's this generation of millennials. They would much rather, you know, you text them something than to have a phone conversation. Or, you know, now there's um, opportunities for FaceTime or video chat. Um, and so those are also things that millennials are very uh, interested in. Um, but uh, millennials are very open and transparent about their life. They're very um, more open to talking about things they're struggling with. You'll see like even on social media, they will come out and say, I'm struggling with this. I'm dealing with this. You know, before and years past, it was like, nope, we got to hide this. This is something, this is a family business. What's, what's happening in our home stays in our home. Well, that's not the way this generation functions and operates. They want transparency. They want to be transparent, but they also want their leaders to be authentic and transparent about what they're going through because they want to feel like the people that are leading them are human as well. They want to feel like they can relate, they can connect, they can tie into what you are saying and make connections with your life and your journey. So today I'm going to give you about um, 10 um, different ways that you can engage millennials post-pandemic. Um, there was a study by the Barna Group, and one of the things they say that, that millennials are craving is depth, um, a need the church is uniquely poised to meet. Um, so millennials don't just want you to just give them 
what to believe. They want to know why we are believing that. They want to know where it came from, where it's found in scripture. They want to know, um, you know, different references of, of scripture. They want to know, they want to know the meat of it. They want the depth of the knowledge of the word of God. So they want a deeper connection with Jesus, not what, you know, somebody fed them, but they want to be able to know the word and apply it to their personal lives. Another quote says, furthermore, many young Americans say life seems complicated, that it's hard to know how to live with the onslaught of information, worldviews, and options they are faced with every single day. So as an educator, I'm faced with a similar conversation um, that we have almost almost every week where young people will say to us, you know, as educators, well, when am I ever going to use this information again? When am I ever going to use algebra in everyday life? Well, that can translate to the body of Christ in the church. Millennials want to know, how is this word? How is what you're teaching me going to connect with me on my everyday life journey? The struggles that I'm facing, I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with stress. I, they may have suicidal thoughts. They may be dealing with temptation. How does the word relate to their everyday life and what they are facing and the different challenges that they may have. Millennials want to know that they can use the word of God, which is something that has been a blessing to people for thousands of years, but they want to know how does it relate to them now? How does the word relate to them in their current position, in their current season? How is this word, this text, this living word, how does this relate to what I am facing? And so that is the challenge of many leaders is to make the word relatable and relevant um, and, and target it to the needs of this generation. And you are going to have to study the word, but not just study the word to declare, but study the word so that you can give it to this generation in a way that is palatable, but it's also in a way where they can respond to it, that they can think about it, that they can ask questions, that they can uh, wrestle with the word and be okay with that wrestling. You know, one of the things that is so important to recognize is that millennials need to be able to take the word of God, take scriptures and ask you questions that you may have felt inadequate to ask or to, to inadequate to respond to. Millennials will ask you questions that, you know, maybe in previous generations, we're not okay to ask. You know, there are certain things you just didn't ask. You just, okay, that's the mysteries of the scripture. But they want to understand what is the thorn that they were talking about. Um, in the Bible. What, what, what are some things? How do we deal with different things that happen? You know, they want to know the truth of the word of God and not just generic answers like we'll understand it by and by. No, no, no. Explain it now. Give it to me right now. Um, plain English, not King James English. We love King James, yes, we do. But they want to know in terminology that they can understand, that they can relate to, um, so that it can really be something that they can apply. Because, you know, they get millennials want to know that they can utilize what you are teaching beyond just, you know, a Sunday morning experience. And they also want to be able to share it with others. So, how can you share it if you don't fully understand what you're learning? And so that's something that, um, you know, millennials have been thinking about and talking about. And, and I'm even challenged in it, you know, to make sure that when I'm breaking down scripture, that I'm giving them the truth of the word. Um, but I am also breaking it down in a way that they can fully comprehend it and understand 
concepts that we've been talking about, things that we've been talking about, themes we've been talking about um, through scripture for a very long time that folks just accepted as it was, but never really fully understood it. And that's why I thank God for um, the Michael Todd's who just explains the word so well and uses illustrations and uses um, everyday things that millennials are facing to just explain those things out. Um, you know, although you have to, anyone you listen to, you have to be able to go back and rightly divide it and fully understand it for yourself and for your own church of God or whatever context you're in. It's, it's important that these voices are heard because they are definitely breaking the word of God down in a way where millennials can understand it. I love Stephen Furtick breaking down the word of God um, in a way that we can understand it, in a way that uh, millennials un, um, can relate to the word and can live out the word of God. And, um, you know, I love uh, listening to, you know, all different kinds of speakers, um, Rich Wilkinson and his wife, Don Cherie. Wilkinson, I enjoy their word because they have a way of engaging millennials um, and speaking directly. Sarah Jakes Roberts is another one who is on point and on target with just breaking down the word. And notice the people that I have quoted are Bible teachers. They are not giving, you know, milk. They're giving substance. They give me. Anytime you listen and listen to those speakers, they are giving you a solid word. You're going to leave with something, a takeaway, something to um, meditate on and think about, and it's going to relate to your life. So here are some things that I, um, you know, kind of thought about and want to share with you about the different ways to engage with millennials. So number one, millennials need a connection beyond the Sunday morning experience. Millennials need a connection beyond Sunday morning. So they want to know that they have an opportunity to grow in the word on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night or or they have a connection with the leaders of the church. They want to know um, how can they communicate with people if they are dealing with something. How do they call? Who do they call? Who do they connect with? Um, are you available to invite them to your home and, and share your space with them and, and talk to them about different things that they may be facing to help them understand some of the challenges of our time. They want to be connected to the church beyond Sunday mornings. They want to know that there are people that they can rely on, mentors that they can call to, to you know, be built up, to be encouraged, to make sound decisions. I, um, one of the challenges that I faced this, the course of like the last two years is that I've had several millennials from our ministry transition to other states. And so, you know, I've had to be flexible to say, oh, you've been a part of this ministry and you've done such a great job, but you know what? I know God may call you to another state and I trust that God is going to help you in that place um, and that you are going to grow and we're going to try to support you when you go off. Um, and several millennials are off at college or they, you know, when they, they go off and they come back, you know, I want to make sure that we're remaining connected to them um, beyond Sunday mornings, getting into their lives and letting them know that we are here um, to talk to them. They're looking for approachable leadership. They're looking for leaders that they can go up to, talk to, that, they, that, that are visible, that are present, that are there for them in their everyday life. They want to know that you are human and that you can relate to their needs and desires. So they want to know that, you know, they're struggling. They want to know, like, 
have you ever gone through this or is this something that you've ever faced and you know how did you get through it they want to know that they want transparency they want to understand you now you can obviously use wisdom with that but it's very important that you're open and honest with this generation about where you are you know one of the things that i recognize was that this generation wants the authentic and when they recognize that you're not real that you're not authentic or that you are not telling the truth um in love then they recognize that oh no this person is being fake they will tell you you are fake in a minute okay and so you have to be mindful of just being approachable being yourself not telling you to be something that you're not you know be yourself but also show them that they can be connected to the people of the ministry beyond Sunday morning. There's mentors, um, whether that's, you know, via a text message or a newsletter or whether you're connecting with them um, through phone calls. You know, sometimes you can do like a, a phone um uh, telephone, uh, like kind of play that game of telephone where you have one person call one person and that person calls another person and that person calls another just to, to maintain that connectivity. Um, they want to have game nights. They want to have fun. They want to do, they want to see how serving God can also be enjoyable. They want alternatives to some of the things that the world is offering. For example, you know, they offer day parties, mixers, the world offers you know, all kinds of things, um, you know, clubs and all, all kinds of things are out there. But the church has to also, um, not also, the church has to uh, serve as a place where they can um, have some of these outlets and um, just be a place where they can um, enjoy themselves, have fun. Um, one of the first things that I did when I came over to Rehoboth and I started working with the millennials there is I had a um, 80s themed event. And I mean, you should have seen the, the dresses and the outfits that people wore and they just, they got so involved in it. And we had played some really great music, um, ate some food, had a great time. Um, and the 80s was just a really great great time um, in history as far as music wise, dress wise. And so it was just such a great time to see them um, be able to engage with one another, talk with one another, make those connections, build relationships outside of that Sunday morning experience. And Jesus was glorified and praised and honored in all of that. You know, we were able to do that at the local church. We've done love and hip hop where we've had opportunities where young adults were able to ask questions about relationships and love because we know that's one hot topic that millennials love to talk about. We were able to talk about those things, the conversations that they may not have had with their families or parents, um, you know, especially culturally, certain things are just, you know, topics you don't cover. And so they needed answers from Christian leaders who know the word, who are knowledgeable, who were respected and could give them the information they needed. So we have to reach them beyond Sunday morning. Number two, it's very important for us to preach Jesus. Now, this seems like this is like a no brainer, right? You would think preaching Jesus. Well, that's obvious. We should preach Jesus. But what I am saying is preaching the word without compromise. They want to know the truth of the gospel. They want to know, you know, what is it that I need to build this relationship with Jesus? Not based off my culture or based off the cultural, you know, belief systems. They want to know the word of God. No fluff, just substance. Preach the word with clarity, not based off of your own lens that you thought the scripture meant no what did what did paul really mean there what did what did what did it really say you know what does it really mean um 
when it tells us to cover our head or what does it really mean um, when it talks about tattoos or different topics that, you know, folks for a long time didn't want to talk about. They want to have the word preached. Um, and, you know, they, if you preach about miracles, they want to see a manifestation of miracles. Millennials want to see what you are preaching. If you're talking about God is the God of the impossibility, they want to see the God of the impossibility uh, be manifested in their personal lives and in the lives of those who they care about. They want to see what you preach be brought to life. They want to hear the word of God, the truth of the gospel, um, and no no sugarcoating it. Giving it. Give it to them straight. There's a quote um, within that Barna research that says, this means millennials who retain a longer lasting faith than their peers are more likely to find sense of authority in the word of God, both in the pages of the Bible, as well as in their experience of intimacy with God they follow. So it's important for millennials to have an intimate walk with God. They want to feel like they know God, like they have a personal journey with the Lord. They want to feel like they are a part of um, a community that serves the Lord, that loves Jesus, and that is about a deep connection with Jesus. Not just shouting, not just dancing. They love that. We love to dance. We love to shout, but they want to know God. They want to know Jesus, that even when they're in their car, they can be intimate with him. They want to know, you know, what is this speaking in tongues? How do I engage in that? What does it mean to speak? They want to know that information. They want to know God in that intimate way. Number three, millennials want to be held accountable. Believe it or not, millennials are looking for accountability. They're looking for mentorship. They're looking for people to say, hey, I see the path you're going down, but let me steer you in a different direction. Let me pray with you and process this with you. I see that this is a temptation with for you. Let's build community around this. Let's support you in this area. Um, culture is lending itself to living their truth and they have to be willing to accept accountability from those who are elders in the Lord, mentors in the Lord. So millennials are looking for you to call them, pray, encourage them, help them make the decisions, but they want you to hold them accountable to the life that God is commanding that they live. Um, they want you to know them as a person. They want you to know their flaws. They want you to know their strengths. They want you to know them. Um, they want you to know their goals and their dreams. And if you have the tools to help them get to those goals, how can you support them in that way? They're looking for connection, for networking. They're looking for the ability to make their dreams come true, even through the ministry. Um, they're, they're looking for you to hold them accountable to those things and to keep them uh, motivated. And holding them accountable also means calling them when you don't see them, um, connecting with them when you don't see that they show up to whatever your Zoom meeting is or whatever they're doing. They want to have somebody that notice them. They want to be seen. Millennials want to be seen. They want to be seen and they want to be heard. They want to be recognized, um, you know, not as a child anymore, but as an adult who's a thinker, who can process, who can um, have ideas, who can share ideas, who is one who is a vital part of the ministry. They want to know that their being present in the ministry is um, a, a, a con contribution. Um, they want to know that they are, what they're offering is, or what they're giving or their presence is being accepted and um, is, is meaningful. So that ends this segment of um, how to engage millennials. We've only gotten through a few of uh, my 10, um, but that's okay. 
I hope that you will listen to it again next week when we come back on and we engage in this continued conversation of talking about how do we engage millennials. I'd like for you to send me an email if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to say. Uh, the email is slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so please, please, please let us know what you're thinking. If this is uh, ministering to you, if you need further information or um, where I got some of my information from, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out, whether it's um, even on Facebook, it's Ashley Ramsey. Um, on Instagram, it's she underscore plays underscore giants at um, Instagram. So thank you for your time. I pray that you have a blessed week and engage with the millennial this weekend or week. Say hello, um, call them, check on them. If there's someone you haven't seen in a while, um, just give them the love of Jesus because that's what they're looking for. They just need love. All right. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to the Slay the Giant podcast. I know that you've been blessed. Maybe you've cried, laughed, or you've learned something. Whichever way, thank you for joining us today. I pray that as you go throughout your week, you'll meditate on what you've heard and you'll grow and continue to learn. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please go to slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to my website at www.allramsey.org. Thank you, and until next time, be blessed.